0: I think it's so important to really understand, like I was saying before, who you are and be very comfortable with that.
1: Welcome to the Scratch Your Own Itch podcast, the show about the things we think about, but don't ever talk about. My name is Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. These conversations are about creating a life worth living with a focus on sharing stories about battles in our heads. Topics range from depression, addiction, self-doubt, past traumas, and everyday compulsive thinking. And my hope is that this show will just shed some light on anyone in the dark that feels like they're alone in their daily struggles. Please take note that this show is not meant to be a replacement for professional diagnosis or professional therapy. I am not a counselor or therapist. My guest today is Aaron Marcus. Aaron has been an actor slash model for over three decades. He's been in over 1,200 commercials. And now he's here with me today to tell you his story about what really happens on the inside of a successful model. So Aaron, let let me start from the very beginning. Um, where did you, where were you born? Where were you, uh, where'd you start the journey of being Ann Marcus?
0: <laughs> well, uh, and it is a journey. That's a good point, Logan. And I'm still in this journey. Hey, just to make sure that people do know, uh, I, I really haven't, I wish I have, but I haven't done twelve over 1,200 commercials. I've done over 1,200 acting and modeling jobs, Just just so people know that. Um, So, I have kind of like an unusual uh, beginning to the industry. There are, you know, millions of people who have known very early on in their lives uh, what they wanted to do. And uh, you know, some people know they want to be in the medical profession. Some people want to be psychotherapists. Some people want to be social workers. Some people want to be police officers. I I really had no idea. And when, when I first went, went to uh, college for the first time in my life, because I've been to college a few different times, um, I really had, I didn't have a clue. And so I just took classes that I thought was, that were interesting to me. And I took a whole wide variety of, of classes. And to make a really long story pretty short, um, I actually uh, decided I wanted to study music. And uh, so I started. I switched colleges, and and I started majoring in music. And at that time period, uh, my brother moved back in town, and we really didn't have that much contact over a couple of years. And he was he was uh, out of the area. I was kind of young, and so by the time he came back, um, he played guitar. I played guitar, and. That was a really interesting connection for us and that's really how we started to build a relationship again. And we started writing songs and we started we decided, hey, let's just go out and perform free, you know, at a couple of places and that eventually turned into 7 years of being a full-time musician and doing college concerts. And then my brother decided that he just didn't like performing anymore and he didn't like traveling and so he gave me a year's notice um that he was actually he's a psychotherapist and he wanted to uh uh get uh, you know in, in, into setting up um his practice and things like that so i spent that year trying to decide what i wanted to do when i when i grew up <laughs> and um so i started uh looking into all different kinds of things and i decided i want to be a physical therapist and so i went back to school again and i started taking all the classes that scared me to death that i avoided all my life all the sciences uh, a lot of writing which i never really had to do before and i needed a job and so what i what happened was i bumped into an actor And he told me what he did. And I thought, wow, well, that sounds pretty interesting. And so I started, um, I found an agent on a local level in in Maryland. And um, I actually started working part time as an actor in a commercial model, which is modeling for regular looking people, not fashion modeling. I mean, those are the people that you see in, you know, ads portraying, you know, the student the, the person who feels miserable, the person who hit the lottery, <laughs> the teacher, the lawyer, the real estate agent, you know, those kinds of people. And sometimes beautiful people, too, doing fitness catalogs and doing, uh, you know, uh, high-end designer um, sportswear or Rolex watches, you know, things like that. But not, not fashion work. And... You know, it was interesting. I started. Uh, I once again, I was planning on being a physical therapist, and and I just finished taking all of my prerequisites, and I was about ready to start applying to physical therapy schools, and I started having dreams of being an incredibly successful physical therapist. And I was actually, I volunteered, I put in about three hundred hours at different orthopedic hospitals and i was shadowing the orthopedic surgeon i was making contacts with the surgeons and i started having these dreams of being an
1: incredibly like dream dreams dreams of like dreams when you sleep or dreams like fantasies you'd like to pursue
0: oh oh i'm sorry when when i was sleeping i would have these dreams of being an incredibly successful physical therapist uh, I was getting, you know, lots of patients and all these orthopedic surgeons were, uh, you know, uh, funneling people to me uh, in my practice. This was, these were my dreams. And I was making a bunch of money and I really wasn't very happy. And what was pretty cool was I was finding that the acting and modeling work that I was just doing on a part-time basis, that brought a lot of excitement to my life. And I just decided, you know what? I want to listen to myself, and I want to follow what my brain, what my body is telling me. And so I decided I want to try acting and modeling on a full-time basis for one year just to test it out, see what it's like, see what it feels like, see if my stomach could withstand being self-employed, never knowing where or if you're going to work whether I enjoyed doing this kind of work, whether I was going to continue to be able to get work. And so uh, that one year has turned into over 30 years. So that's kind of been my, my journey um, of, you know, just kind of letting things happen, listen to what, you know, my my brain is telling me. And what's, what's really interesting is you, you just never know when you open yourself up, where things might lead you. I mean, I have written a couple of books. My latest one is How to Become a Successful Actor and Model. Um, I've done over 600 workshops, in-person and online workshops, where I teach people how to get started. Um, I do online monthly um, uh, workshops, webinars. I do private online mentoring. I mean, all these things... I, I never really had a business plan, you know. I didn't say to myself, "Okay, well, after this amount of time, uh, this is what I'm going to do." I, I and I've just and I'm not saying that this is the right way to do it. It's just the way that my brain works, and I just kind of experience what's going on around me, seeing what feels right, seeing what seems interesting, searching and testing it out, and then going with it. So, I guess in in a nutshell, that's really how things have gone for me for my entire career. It
1: looks amazing. It sounds amazing. But there's got to be points within that whole acting and modeling, points where I know for me, um, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job to put yourself out there and then also have these photographers ask you such things as like, you know, oh, just be angrier, you know, that's, that's ridiculous because to really get into the psychology of someone that's truly feeling those things, that's, you know, you have this great quote that I read, um, that says it, the ability to be a good model is to really be, and, uh, yep. that's really hard for a lot of people to do in front of a camera. Uh, how how do you allow yourself to step into those really dark spaces sometimes, like, and then also step away from them too?
0: Yeah, and uh, actually, those are really great questions. Well, you know what I do is i I view commercial modeling work as an acting job. They're all acting jobs. The, the, only, the only difference between a commercial modeling job and an acting job is that I don't have to memorize any lines. But what I do during the session is very similar. So like, for instance, and I'll give you, uh, I always like giving specific examples. So let's say I'm doing a lottery ad. And now this isn't a dark place, but it's a it's a place of showing Real emotion, a pretty extreme kind of emotion, and you can apply it to, to any kind of emotion. So let's say uh, in this particular ad, I hit the lottery. I'm going to be very excited. Now, what I always need to ask the photographer is, How much did I win? Because that's going to determine what kind of emotions I'm going to be showing the camera. You know, did I win $5 from a scratch off? Hey, that's fun, but it's not a life changer. You know, did I win $10,000? That would be fantastic. But once again, it's not changing my life, but it would be great. Um, Maybe we could take another trip to Alaska and hang out for a longer time period. Um, So I always need to ask. So if I'm asked to show an emotion where, let's say I've hit $250,000 Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or or above. So here's where it gets a little bit tricky, um, and and you know what? This isn't answering your question specifically, but I will I'll get back to it though. But I think this is an interesting place though. Um, so what's really what can be difficult for people, whether it's acting or modeling, is how do you possibly portray? and show and tap into certain emotions that you've never experienced which i know once again i know that's different than what you asked but this is a little side uh, side comment so what i always do is i need to find something in my life that will give me a similar kind of feeling that might not have anything to do with the lottery so for me the place that i go to is i used to be a baseball player and uh, I remember being on this travel team. It was an all-star game, and I hit a home run. Actually, it was a grand slam, not to brag, but I did hit a grand slam, and when I hit home plate, everybody's jumping up all over me. So that is is my $250,000 and above lottery look, and what I do is in a split second, because I practice this, and these are the kinds of things that I teach Uh, in my private sessions and in my book how to do this but basically what I do is I think of that experience I relive that experience and then I show the excitement and I just start screaming I see myself you know hitting home plate everybody's going nuts you know they're throwing me to the ground all that kind of stuff so that is a way that you can tap into different kinds of emotions now to get to dark places It's the same process. You know, we've all experienced difficult things in our lives. We've all seen things, um, you know, to greater or lesser degrees. And yeah, it's like you were saying, it's not easy to tap into that. And there are different ways that different actors approach that. There are actors that you will work with who, and I know you, you know all about this as well, where they just become the character and they stay, uh, in that character on the set. People will address them by their character name when they are done shooting and they're going back to either their trailer or their hotel. They stay in character. You know, that is a way to do it. Um, it's not the way that I do it. I kind of like leave, uh, I leave things on the set Not to say that I might not feel some effects of what took place, you know, afterwards, but, you know, by the time things are done, for me, and once again, it's not the right way, uh, it's not the only way, it's just the way that I do it, and and since I'm the one talking, I'm going to share it with you. Um, In order for me to be able to get back to that kind of intensity the next day or continue to do it, I need to recharge my batteries, And I need to settle down a little bit, really get out of that headspace, uh, get out of that wardrobe, feel different. And then the next day when I have to go back in there, I will prepare again and then I will go in there and do what I need to do. So I I, I don't like to just stay in that place. Uh, I just, I would find it too draining. Once again, for me.
1: All right. So I've got to ask then, what is the biggest thing that I've realized that uh is really hard for models is to be able to walk around and be confident no matter what skin they're inside of and 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 you, <laughs> my friend, I mean yeah. you actually like this is something that you go on and that you go on and market yourself is that you don't need to be you don't need to be a, a person that is a uh, beautiful you don't have to be a person that is got six-pack abs but you can be whoever you are and to, to then tell yourself that and be so concerned like for you you're a very confident guy um where that comes from uh, well i mean well, yeah, at least that's what i'm getting right now like where does that come from that confidence
0: well well let me just tell you um very few I think it's. I think most of the people that you see who exude confidence are not very confident people. Um, it's hard, you know. Like I, I've learned. I you know I I used I used to always just kind of be an open book. Hey hey so how you doing today? Actually you know it's really been a pretty tough day for me. And I just lost this job, and things are kind of slow right now. And what I found is people don't want to hear it; they really don't. Now there's a difference between somebody who was a partner in your life, you know, maybe a couple of specific people that you can really open up to and share your intimate life with, and and it's it's crucial that you do have somebody that you can just rant to and 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 discuss things, you know, on a personal level. But what I find is that in the general world, people don't care. Not only do they not care, they don't want to hear it. (laughs) They really don't. And so even like when you go into a casting and you walk into the casting director's office and you're sitting there with the casting director, uh, maybe an assistant, who knows? It could be if it's for a TV commercial, maybe people from the ad agency and you just had a tough morning and you couldn't find a parking place and you got lost, your, your car got bumped from behind as you're driving there and you walk in and they say, how you doing? And if you start going into, you know, man, it's just frustrating. It took me an hour and a half to, they don't want to hear it. So, so I think there are also ways of changing the atmosphere. And I think sometimes it can help you as well where you just decide, you know what? I am going to feel well today. I'm going to be doing good. And so no matter what's going on with me internally, if I'm walking into a casting and I'm asked, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, it's great to be here. And all of a sudden, just by saying some of those words, it can actually start to change my feelings as well. Because I start to tap into, hey, you know what? It's been a crappy morning, but you know what? I'm here getting a chance to do something that I love. And this is good. I am happy. And, And so I think that sometimes you can actually try to create, and maybe it's an artificial kind of thing, but in those moments, I think that you can create this happiness and this inner peace. And let me just tell you, I mean, look, you said some very nice things about, you know, being confident and stuff like that. Well, I mean, you know, it, it comes and goes. I mean, you know, there are times that, you know, I feel, I feel confident about certain things. Sometimes I walk out and I just say, oh, boy, that was horrible. It uh, wasn't very good. Am I going to get fired? I mean, you hear this from famous actors who are starting to shoot the first day on a TV series and they're having doubts as to whether they're going to last the day. And, 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 the, and part of it is those things do happen. There are people who get replaced. You finally make it and you're a regular on a TV show and you get replaced for whatever reason. Somebody decides they don't want you there. And so it's, it's hard to maintain this perfect level of confidence On a full time basis. And look, we're all human. Some days we're gonna be feeling better than other days. Some hours during the day we're gonna feel better or worse. And I think that's all about being a human being and feeling that it's okay if you're feeling bad. It's okay if you're not feeling very optimistic about something. It's okay to feel paranoid in situations. where you know that somebody could fire you in a second because that that's that's the reality and so um you know there there are times where of course i do feel confident i do feel really good i i'm really happy with what i do and there are other times where it's hard you know but once again we're human and i think that's you know that's just a normal normal thing for human beings we're not robots you can't program us to feel great or feel horrible all the time. Um, it's just how we're how we're wired and and also you know uh, you know for, for for people who are having a constant difficult time, you know look it is really important to find somebody uh, who is a you know great therapist you know who really knows, how to work with you and really speaks your language and, and someone that you're really getting something from. And so, you know, anyhow there, there are lots of different ways that it comes out with, you know, from people, but, uh, which really, I think is really important too is not to beat yourself up so much if you're going through a tough stretch because, you know, everybody does. And that's, that's normal. And that's what happens to humans.
1: Uh, Oh you let you, you kind of triggered my mind to ask a few different questions what's your what's your relationship then with um anxiety do you ever do you get anxiety just like like do you ever have the chance to just sit down and be at peace? It sounds like you're a very i'm a you're a going person. you're always on the go you always you're a doer. Have you ever just found yourself being addicted to things easily?
0: Um, being addicted to things. Well, you are you are 100% right. I am a doer. I don't like to just sit and wait for things to happen because my experience is that typically they don't happen. You know, I work with a number of agents in different markets, but I find that uh, if I just sit and kind of wait and hope that things are going to happen... It, it really doesn't uh, materialize. And something else that I find is that when I am in a marketing mode and I'm out there and sometimes doing things that I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing, um, uh, I push through it and all of a sudden things start to happen. Hey, just to give you a perfect example. So I'm starting to do college Seminars, going on to college seminars. Uh, sorry, going on to college campuses, and giving workshops, partially for just general, um, general a student population for people who've always you know dreamed, fantasized of seeing themselves in a you know, newspaper, magazine ad on a brochure, even just being an extra in a TV commercial, uh, being an extra on a television show, and they have no idea how to go about getting started in their local community. And those are things that I can teach people, and I can also do, and I have done master classes for people who are studying theater. So it's really, it's a combination. Now, I don't like making cold calls. I don't like calling up the student activities office and giving pitches to people about uh, what I can offer and things like that. It's just not something I like doing. Uh, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But I have done it and I do it, but I don't like it. And so I, I think th- those are the kinds of things that I've really done all my life where I acknowledge what I like and what I don't like. And I wish I didn't have to do it. And... and uh, Um, but I just, I just kind of figured that I know if I don't do it, it's never going to happen. So, and and look, and I realize that there are some people that for whatever reason, aren't able to fight through that fear. And, And I get it, you know, it's not, it's not good or bad or right or wrong. I just, you know, I get it. We all have different kinds of issues. Um, for the most part, What I just try to do is block out anything that is personal. And and it's the same thing that I I do for every audition that I have. And these are the kinds of things that I teach in my workshops, because I think this is so crucial. You can't take anything personally in this business. You know, booking the job, not booking the job, those aren't personal decisions. They're business decisions. And and I think, you know, because it, it, it's interesting, um, one of the things, comparisons that I make with being an actor uh, is ba- basically you're a salesperson. You know, it's very similar. And the difference is if you are selling, um, I don't know, a, a, a PC and you knock on somebody's door and they say to you, you know what? Um... I'm really more of a Mac kind of guy. Uh, Then you go, okay, I I get it. You know, uh, this isn't a person that's going to be interested in this. And that's fine. And you just kind of move on to the next person. It's the same thing in the acting world or modeling world. The only difference is, and it's a big difference, what they are really saying is, we don't want you. And that, that can be tougher, you know, for people. And that's why it is so important not to take anything personally. You have to remember, these are business decisions, not personal decisions. If you're a nice person and you didn't book the job, you're still a nice person. You know, if your family and your dog loves you, you didn't book the job, they still love you. It's not any kind of personal attack or statement about you. And the crazy thing is, and you know, these are the kinds of things that took me a long time to learn and really not only not only learn, but also implement in, in my career and in my life is that it's not about who gives the best audition. It's about who's the best person for this role. That's really what it's about. And I think when you think about it in those ways, um, it, it makes it a little bit easier when you don't book the job that you wanted. And, and, and once again, a perfect example uh there was a there's a not was there is although i think this is going to be their last season season six and they'll be starting to shoot pretty soon there's a great netflix television show called house of cards and and i auditioned for that show 15 times over a two-year period and then and i i wouldn't say finally booked a reoccurring role because there there's no guarantee you could you know audition 100 times and never book a role But it was 15 auditions before I did book um, a recurring role in that show. And, you know, once again, you know, apparently they liked my audition. Otherwise, they would never bring me back for a second read. But for whatever reason, I wasn't the perfect person. And I think when you start thinking about it in those terms, it makes it a little bit easier. Now, look, it is possible that maybe you just didn't audition well. That's why you didn't get it. Maybe you're not a very good actor. That could be another reason why you didn't get it. But, you know, the, the other thing too is you could be you could have given the, the best audition if there is such a thing. But for whatever reason, you know, you're too tall. You're too short. You don't look like you would be married to this person. You don't look like you would be the dad to this person because you don't look anything like this kid and he's the guest star of the show. So... I guess the key thing is, you know, when you start divorcing the personal stuff, it makes it a lot easier um, to, you know, to be in the industry and also to live your life, too.
1: Yeah. um, The thing is, though, is like, I, I believe that everyone should have more opportunities to just be themselves. And I think oftentimes... Uh, we put up these walls because we feel like we got to be like somebody else and um, we got to pretend, you know, there's, there's all this social media coming at us. There's all this, um, this is the successful way to break into the modeling business or this is the, like even your book is actually in a way um, a molding of what worked for you, but to put it on somebody else right away and then for them to follow it and not to work out. How does a person use your book as just a, a sort of platform to dance off of instead of as a following it like and, it's And I Bible. make it
0: really clear. Look, what I have to say is not the only way to do things. You know, there are lots of different ways to have success. It's kind of like, it's interesting. When I was studying classical guitar in college, I was taught a very specific technical method a way of playing the guitar. And there was a guy whose name was Aaron Scher and he came up with this system and you would hold the guitar a very specific way and your right hand was angled at a certain angle and, and all this stuff. Look, the fact is, you know, you could be playing guitar with your, with your teeth. It doesn't make any difference what kind of technique you use. What's important is, is it, does the music move you? in a way, does it change your, your, your feelings? Does it take you to a different place? That's what it's all about. And so, yeah, in my book, it's not, you know, stamped as this is the only way to do it. What I can tell you is this is what I've done. It's been very successful for me. And, and you know, it's just like taking an acting class. You know, I, I've taken lots of classes. I still study with people periodically. And there are lots of different methods uh, and strategies and techniques that people use. So I think what's really helpful is listen to a lot of people. but then use yourself as a guide as to what you want to take from it, what you don't want to take from it, and and use the stuff that you find helpful. So I, I think that's really the best approach. but you know to also just to discuss a little bit more about trying to be other people. You know what? And you're right. There are a lot of people who try to be other people. You know, they try to emulate successful people and act like them and be like them. And the fact is, it's really nearly impossible to have success that way. It's crucial that you be yourself, just like you were saying, it's, it's uh, except it's kind of the opposite. Don't hold back from being yourself. Be yourself. Because Maybe that is something that will make you unique. Was there
1: ever was there ever a time where you found yourself checking yourself, like where you you were like, oh, okay, I'm about to go down this road of, you know, trying to be like my brother, or I'm tr- I'm going down this road of, you know, trying to be like that guy that I just saw walk in the door, that uh, inspired me. Because I mean, sometimes let's face it. The only way for us to be creative is by copying something someone else did and then maybe throwing your own spin on it. And uh, I think, especially depression, you can feel like the only one having these thoughts. Have you ever just just being totally honest, just been like, all
0: right. Not not really, only because I really don't know what somebody else is. I really don't. I mean, look, I've had experiences very specific experiences in my life that has shaped me and that's the only thing that I can really go on and and the fact is if I am right for something then I'm going to book it if I'm not right for something I'm not going to book it and and I think that when you try to play somebody else it doesn't work you here's here, once again. I like to give out specific examples. Look, if you go to my website, it's howtoactamodel.com, You'll see my headshot there. I'm not a good-looking guy. I get it. Um, you know, I'm never going to be the lead guy in a uh, uh, romantic comedy. I don't. You know, those are the good-looking guys typically. So instead of fighting who I am. And trying to do things to try to, you know, look sexier and more manly, and uh, you know how, how just showing other kinds of traits that other successful actors have. I just decided to screw it. That's not that's not me, and nobody would take me seriously trying to do those other things. So I had to figure out, and this took this took time. I had to figure out. What is my strength, regardless of anybody else? What is it that I bring to the table? Well, what my strength is, is that I look like everybody's next door neighbor. My strength, and I'm serious, my strength is I'm just a regular guy. If I was walking down the street, nobody, nobody would stop me and say, I'll bet you're an actor i'll bet you're a model nobody they might say hey are you a proctologist you know do you do you do income taxes are you a cpa yeah that i would get but nobody would ever get it's funny because if i'm flying someplace and i'm sitting next to somebody and if we happen to start talking and they say you know so what do you do and i was like yeah, take a guess nobody has ever said actor or model so, so the fact is, maybe it's not all that glamorous to uh, present yourself that way, but I think it's crucial for everybody to figure out what their strength is, even if it's the nerd, even if it is the guy next door. And by the way, I used to get a lot of nerd work when I was younger. So use that strength. And when they are looking for the regular guy, and when they are looking for the guy who helps people, the the therapist, the doctor, the kind lawyer who does disability work for people, yeah, that's me. Those are the kinds of jobs that I'm going to be considered for, and it's not a coincidence that typically those are the kinds of roles I get cast in. So I would say forget about everybody else. Focus on yourself. Find out what your strength is, whether you are the shy guy, whether you are somebody who gets embarrassed uh, easily, whether you are the good-looking guy's uh, best friend, um, whatever it is, find your strength. And that's what you want to lead with.
1: That's not what people are telling most people, is that it's okay to be an average person. It's actually. We see all this exceptional – I mean there's videos on YouTube that are like called, you know, uh, People Are Awesome. I don't know if you've ever seen those YouTube videos where these people in uh, like two or three minutes are taking five seconds of their life and showing and exploiting the best moment in their life. Like – and the best moment is either them jumping off a (laughs) three-story building while doing three somersaults or their their wingsuit flying or – you know, in in our case, they're you know they're flexing their muscles and they got like a ten yeah. pack, and they have zero body fat. They have negative body fat, and we we don't realize that there's there's like this yeah. superpower though. Um, I, I at least I forget it. There's a superpower in being incredibly average.
0: Well, and, and you know what, and, and Logan, you're a hundred percent correct. Look. What grabs people's attention is sexiness, good-looking people, people with beautiful, incredible bodies. Yeah, I mean, that's what you see throughout social media and that's what a lot of people are striving for. But, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, for those people who might have those incredible bodies, are amazingly beautiful, have, you know, gotten tons of money, Those things in itself do not make you happy. And, you know, you might find those people who've got, you know, six packs, 10 packs, 100 packs, whatever it is, doesn't make you a happy person. Now, you know, and and so.
1: How does someone really figure out who they are? Do they do it by paper? Do they just go out there doing things and doing it wrong and failing or... Well... I, that's, I, know, I know it's a big question, yeah. but I think that's part of why people feel depressed is because they feel like they have to have this passion, this why, this sort of like...
0: Well, that's not reality. And, and, and I think... And I think... And you're bringing up some really good points here. That's kind of like... These are movie ideas that people think are reality. And it's just, it's not, it's not the way the world works. You know, you watch a movie and the, you know, the husband comes home from work and the wife is there to greet him. And it's, you know, you know it's just not how the way things happen in this world. And I think that when we stop trying to, to focus on other people, it's, and it's just like, you know, once again, things that I teach, is that when you are at an audition, it's easy to start comparing yourself to other people, which is exactly what you're talking about, going on to YouTube and seeing all these amazing people who are doing these incredible things. But who knows? These people might be miserable human beings. They might have great bodies, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have any kind of joy in their life. But you go to an audition and it's easy to start looking around the room and you say, wow, you know, I've seen that guy in these movies. I've seen this guy on a TV show. That guy is so good looking. And it's like, what am I doing here? It's just human nature to easily start to compare yourself to other people. And, and I think, and this is, you know, part of that bigger picture of just saying, forget these other people. I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to do whatever I can do, what I've prepared to do for this audition. And maybe it's kind of like the audition for life here. And I'm auditioning here and I'm going to walk out of that audition. And I'm also going to give myself credit for this amazing accomplishment. I might have goofed up. I might have been horrible and I will work hard, not to say I'm always perfect at it, but I'm going to work really hard at not beating myself up for a terrible audition. I might say, look, I did the best I possibly could in there in that moment. And for whatever reason, it wasn't working. And so I think, look, you know, when you're talking about searching YouTube, when I I worked on Gotham and I was... um, uh, stun, I, uh, somebody uh, uh, used a stun gun on me and I get kidnapped. Well, I have no idea what that looks like, what that feels like. So I went to YouTube. Holy moly, I was watching all these people who were really using a stun gun on themselves. And I mean, it was <laughs> I have to say, it was interesting because I wanted to see how you react with those things. But I was just thinking there's there's like some really unusual things out there. Not only are you using a stun gun on all different parts of your body, but you're filming it for the world to see. And there are, you know, look, there are people out there who are exhibitionists, people who crave attention. They will get it any way necessary, whether it's, you know, doing crazy things, whether it's, you know, sitting in a, in a gym for 15 hours a day and pumping iron and doing whatever you need to do to get the muscles. There are a lot of people who just need, they're very needy people. And those are, you know, once again, it, it's kind of like, a, you know, when, when I'm at a party or something and, and you know, or and I'm surrounded by a lot of other actors a lot of times actors can be very needy people and they have to have a lot of attention and people always uh, looking up to them and they love to talk about all the projects they've worked on recently. And it's like, you know, if if I'm I'm talking to a human being, I don't wanna sit there and just listen to somebody's resume. You know, it's one thing if we're talking about projects and I'm asking specific questions or they wanna ask me, of course, I'm more than happy to talk about it. But I don't walk into a room and just scream, hey, everybody, I'm an actor. I was on Gotham. Isn't that cool? You know, it's like, what's to hear That kind of stuff. But you know, <laughs> there, there are lots of people who just have that void in their life. And that's what they need. To me, it, it, I don't know, it, it seems like they really need to get some help with that because it's a sad place to be to always being so needy and having, you know, daddy love you and having, you know, all this attention thrown on you. So you have to kind of ask yourself, why, why do I need that? You know, why do I need all the attention? Why do I need the praise? Why do I need people to take photographs of me and have me pretend that I can't stand it? Uh, You know, or ask for autographs? I mean, I think that's an important question for a lot of people to ask themselves. Why is that important? I mean, honestly, I just assume when I'm talking with people that I've never met before, I normally find myself asking them a lot more questions about their life because normally their life is a lot more interesting. The crazy thing is I don't really have all that interesting of a life. I mean, maybe for other people, they'd like to hear about it. But, you know, once again, I'm just like a regular guy, you know, and, and, uh, you know, this is my job and it's great. I love doing it, but it's my job. I'm not curing cancer i'm not solving world problems i'm not you know feeding the world there are many other people who are doing things that are much more meaningful uh and more helpful in this world than what i do so but anyway i think i think kind of just getting back to your question i think it's just really important to focus on yourself and wherever you're at in that moment that's what you bring to the table that's what you have to offer that is your uniqueness and that will be your selling point
1: I love it I love it I though want to bring uh real quick because I know you gotta go soon I want to do a few fears what I call them and a few loves and these fears are uh are exactly what I was talking about in the very beginning of this show show is when you share something intimate with someone something that, that uh Everyone's thinking, but no one really says. All of a sudden, you feel a deep connection to them, right? So a current fear of mine is Mm -hmm. I'm, like, really afraid that the work that I'll do is never going to actually outlive me. And um, maybe I got my expectations too high or whatever, but it's really scary to just go, okay, I'm working my butt off, and it just still doesn't seem to ever pay off. Do you have any other f- – what's your fear?
0: Well, wait a minute. Oh. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about yours. I, I didn't quite get it. You were talking about your fear of that your work will, will live on no, it after you. L- l- Is that l- l- what you said? All this
1: work that I put into, all this the writing that I do, all this, this trying to make a great art. It will be just decent. It won't even live on until I die. I won't be remembered.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, if it's okay just to talk about sure. that just for one second, and then, you know, I don't mind talking. Um does I know, it really that's, matter?
1: that's sort of the answer that everyone gives. Does it matter? You're not going to be here, but. But it's still a fear, yeah. you know, it's still a deep fear with I think a lot of people, not just my age group, but, yeah. but a lot of people. I mean they it's ego. It's definitely ego.
0: Well, you know, in, in so you know, in, in some ways it, it, it feels almost like in the category of it's a much bigger picture. It's kinda like, is what I'm doing in my life meaningful? Um, am I wasting am I wasting my life? You know, am I doing something that's going to change other people in some way? Was I a complete failure? Was I an imposter thinking that I could actually do something and finding that really nobody cares at all? And yeah, that's a a horrible feeling. And I think that's, uh, look, any feeling that somebody has is a legitimate feeling. And anybody who tries to Tell you otherwise simply isn't. Not only are they not being sensitive to things, but they, I think, they're lacking uh, a real understanding. Um, You know, it's it's kind of like when 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 you know people will tell other uh, other people in the industry, you know, don't be nervous. You know, look, I've heard you do this monologue a million times. Just get up there and do it. You'll be fine. Well, you know what? That's totally disregarding people's concerns and people's fears. And I, I think that's just a, a really uh, horrible way to, to uh, talk to somebody. So, um, but I, I hear that. I mean, I can tell you, f- for me, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, showing up on the set and not having any <laughs> of my lines. Uh, down. And, or just being, you know, just kind of freaked out, you know, with other people uh, there And not being able to get through any of the words and then being fired and being incredibly embarrassed. And, um, you know, that's, that, that, it's a, I tell you, it's a real motivator to to get you to work hard prior to getting to the set. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is, you know, I'm sure that's a fear for, for a lot of, a lot of actors of just falling flat on their faces, being embarrassed.
1: What's a, what's a what's a personal Aaron Marcus fear though? I uh, that is yours. Oh, that, or what is, about?
0: That, that is mine? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's not. I'm not even speaking. Uh, I assume other people have that too. But no, absolutely, that is a uh, a great fear of mine, of just being in a place and. Not being able to pull off what I need and having a director start screaming and yelling and saying things embarrassingly and, and saying, get off the set. And yeah, I mean that <laughs> or hey, and here's another one. And, you um, know, of showing up and, you know, I don't love this fear, paranoia or a combination of the two. And, and I've certainly I felt this, you know, you do. Maybe you know you're you're booked for let's say for a modeling job, you know, off the picture, or even from an audition, and you show up, and they go, "Wait a minute, this oh. you, you weren't the guy that we hired. Oh. We, we actually hired somebody else. We, 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 I, don't, I don't I'm sorry, I don't know what the mix-up was, but you weren't the guy." That definitely are things that have flown through my mind um, when I've <laughs> shown up on sets. <laughs> and you know it. I tell you, it, it. A lot of things can be flying through our minds, and you know, maybe you know, for people who just have this tremendous confidence, maybe they don't go through any no, of that kind no, of they, stuff. No, they
1: they do. But they do. Uh, that's yeah, that's why it's why I'm talking about that. This show is just like even. Even people that you think don't have nasty, dark, negative thoughts—they do. We're all human. Like we're, we all like you were saying, of like course. to just be. Uh, yep. Even even those people with like ten packs and you know even those people that are doing these crazy amazing things—they still go to bed at night thinking that it's not good enough. Um, and and I mean oh. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I love. What you said about the idea of, um, of just going and being okay with uh, sort of, at the end of the day, like, just being incredibly average. And I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I love that fear of you <laughs> you going – that's such a – not an average way of thinking, but going, they hired the wrong guy. I Like <laughs> – <laughs> that is scary. That's really scary to think about. But it's, it's, I guarantee it, it happens to people that are even C- CEOs nowadays that they hired the wrong guy to do this. Like, I'm not the right guy. Like, honestly, I'm not going to jo- joke with you. Like, this entire interview, I feel like I suck at it. Like I feel like I'm doing a bad job at putting up a show to try to make people feel less mm-hmm. terrible about their anxiety. And that's my fault, all my fault. Mm. And, um, you know, I, sure. I mean, I just hope that everyone else is okay with whatever they do is just enough. And that, uh, to, to, to,
0: well, not that <laughs> no, this is gonna going to make you feel, yeah, well, oh, I'm sorry. I, mean, what the, were you say uh, I was just going to say that not that this is necessarily going to make you feel any better at all, but, um, I thought you did a really good job during the interview. Uh, I felt like you asked really good questions. I felt like you gave me space to to vamp a little bit, and and I think that you hit on very specific topics that are really important to a lot of people. And so, um, and I'm not, I'm not. Telling you not to feel bad. I'm not telling you not to feel like you did a horrible job, because that's what you're feeling. Um, but I'm just saying that from an outsider, uh, kind of looking in here, I thought you did a really good job during uh, during during the session, and I felt like there was a lot of really helpful information uh, given out, and it was all because of the way you guided it. You know, these are you know I, I I'm not just up here doing a monologue. You you asked very specific pointed questions uh, for me to discuss, and I wouldn't have gotten to those places without your questions. So um, sorry you're not feeling good about it, but uh, I really Thank liked you. it. I thought Thank it went you. well.
1: I will take that compliment, and I think a lot, uh, one thing I want to say is touch on a brief thing of people's abilities of taking compliments when they feel down. Um, you just got to take it, like take the gauntlet. Have you ever had that where you're like, you know, you just, someone just said, Oh, awesome show. Or I, I know that you're an actor like, Oh, great job with this, with the, with the shoot today. I really thought it was amazing. And you're going to feel what you feel. And even their words may change it a little bit, but like you said earlier, you just got to honor it. And, um, and go with it. And uh, I think sometimes anxiety is something that is it's not a skill about, I guess, um, it's not a skill of, of pretending it's not there. It's more of a skill of noticing it and living with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no I, I hear you. And, and I think it's just so crucial for everybody to understand that when you are feeling a certain way. You know for the people who just and I just I always hate this this, this terminology of hey you know what? No. just get over it yeah. okay you know just get over it and you know people just they don't understand it and they don't understand that this isn't something that you can just turn on and turn off and these can be lifelong uh, battles that take place and the fact is that it is crucial uh, that, that, you know, everybody does find the right, whether it's mentor, the right uh, therapist to get involved with, to help them deal with these things. And once again, it's not a matter of, you know, becoming right again. It's a matter of being able to adjust and and um, and maybe, you know, maybe sometimes getting to certain issues that do allow you to be a little bit freer. Um, but, yeah, these are, you know, those are lifelong, lifelong issues. And and the fact when people admit it and are able to feel it and acknowledge it, I mean, that is such an important step in uh, making some progress with it and trying to learn how to live your life, even with some tough things going on.
1: Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, hey, well, I want to do just a trade-off of loves real quick. Um, loves being, for me, I love that feeling of uh, when you're like outside in the cold and you're just shoveling snow and you take off all your clothes and hop in the hot tub and just that feeling of ecstasy of, of, uh, goosebumps. Any, any, any loves that you like?
0: Um, yeah, there are a bunch, probably just being surrounded by my family with people who I care about and love and, um, just can share anything with and being incredibly open and not being worried of being judged. Um, that's probably uh, one of the first love things that pop up in my mind. Not being that judged. Is, that is awesome. That's
1: much deeper than mine.
0: <laughs> no, it's not deeper. It it's just way. a different. Hey, it's just a different one, man. It's not not better. It's not worse. No,
1: I lo- I really do appreciate that, and um, I know you said a couple of times where people can reach out to you, but last. You know, if you want to give out your email, if you want to give out your Facebook, Instagram, uh, your website, please connect with people. Because honestly, a lot of people nowadays, they want to take control of doing something on their own terms. And yeah, it's scary, like you said, to, you know, not have the paycheck always there. But um, to actually feel like you earned it and make your own. Uh, dent in the world with modeling is probably one of the greatest successes a person can ever feel. Um, So please, yeah, please let to connect with you.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, if anybody uh, would like to reach out to me, there are a few different ways of doing it. You can go to howtoactandmodel.com and then right from there, there's a contact button. Uh, It's facebook.com forward slash model. And for Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, it's just Aaron, A-A-R-O-N-R, for Robert Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S. So all three of those, it's Aaron R. Marcus. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I get lots of people who um, are interested in getting in touch, whether it's about acting or modeling or private sessions or my book. You can also get my book, How to Become a Successful Actor and Model, both on my website as well as on Amazon. But on my website, you will get two free directories uh, that's exclusively offered on the website. But, you know, what I find is that, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I talk about um, are, are things that are relatable to lots of different professions. And I mean, I was brought into to a uh, architectural firm. Just to kind of help work wow. with their employees dealing with each other, how to make stronger pitches, and so yeah, it's interesting how even though a lot of times I'm talking about acting and modeling, it's much more universal than that. And um, yeah, I mean, I always I just love surrounding myself with a acting and modeling community, people who are interested in helping each other, and that's why on my Facebook page, um, like if you go there, the Facebook. .com forward slash how to model and you like the page, uh, every time I post information there, you will automatically receive it. As a matter of fact, I just posted 25 essential modeling terms. And so, um, yeah, I love sharing information. It kind of feels like that's what the world's about, trying to help each other out and doing what we can to, you know, make each other feel a little bit better every day.
1: One thing about my anxiety is uh, choices. What's one simple step someone can take, the easiest step possible right now, in becoming possibly a model or an actor?
0: Um I would say deciding you want to do it. <laughs> That's probably the first step. I mean, because a lot of people fantasize about it and think about it, but you gotta take that first step. And that first step would be you know, getting the information. You know Whether it's reading my book, um, that would be a great, and and I'm not here just to try to plug the book, but the fact is you are starting a new business and like with any business, you got to get the right information if you want to have success and you don't want to do what most people do where they just do things like I did when I first started, do things by trial and error. And you want to make sure that you're not getting ripped off. You want to make sure that you know, you're, you're following a smart and, and right path of, you know, putting together the right photos and putting together a resume and finding an agent. So the very first thing is just acknowledging this is something I want to do. And then that next step of, okay, let me get some information, whether it's the book, whether it's a private online coaching session with me. I mean, those would be great ways to actually Make this start to happen. And the best thing is, no matter what, even if you read the book, you do a private session and you decide, you know what, I don't think this is really right for me. Uh, It's not something that turns me on. I don't think I want to do this even on a part-time basis. That's great because then you will find something else in your life that you feel passionate about and you'll check into that uh, fully. And you'll be really committed to getting the information with whatever that is. So I, I, I would say that probably the hardest thing for people is taking that first step. And that first step really should be get the right information from the right people in the industry to make sure you know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. That was, hey, don't you guys want to hang out with this guy more? I could <laughs> talk with you all day. Um But I know you have a life outside of this. And please, guys, reach out to him. Uh, The amount of knowledge bombs that this guy laid in, Um, if you don't listen to just one of them, really, um, I hate to say that you wasted your time, but you wasted your time. Um, Please just know that you guys got to take the first step, and that's by reaching out and getting yourself into a community. And just reaching out to Aaron about this is getting yourself into a community. And um, it goes downhill. It's like a snowball effect. The very first part is just building up the snowball. And Aaron's going to make it possible for you to build the rest of the snowman if you really do want to get into the acting and modeling career. And to do it with a healthy head, a healthy mind, and because those two things lead to everything else, healthy soul, healthy spirit, and a healthy career. So thank you for being on Scratch Your Own itch, Aaron, and we'll be talking. I really hope we keep in touch.
0: Sounds great, Logan. I really appreciate it, and best of luck.
1: Guys, there you have it. Thank you so much for joining me today with Aaron Marcus. This man was one of the most authentic people I've ever spoken with. He delivered so many gems. I mean, I loved how he, him and I talked about him becoming as average as possible, the most average person in the room. He wasn't trying to be someone that he wasn't. And I love how we talked about how he actually wanted to be a physical therapist. He wanted to do that for a long time. And then all of a sudden, he had this itch that he had to scratch. And it was becoming an actor or a model. And he went after it. And you can tell that he's become successful because of his mindset and all this negativity that comes in his life. He utilizes as his strength, like being average, like not being the hottest model in the room, but being completely okay with where he's at. Not thinking in a way of, my life's got to be like a movie, but thinking in a way of, My life's just got to be average, and that's okay. So guys, I want you to please reach out to me if you feel that any of this stuff is connecting with you. Leave a review and let me know what you guys love. Let me know what you guys hate. And if you found this to be a little helpful, please share it with your friends. Share it for me. All I'm trying to do is put an end to this mental illness and give you guys tools to make your life a little bit easier. So guys, with that, you guys matter and don't ever forget it.